opinions expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. Authors Hour. Get the story behind the story. It's all on the Authors Hour. You'll get to hear the authors talking about their books and the journey behind how it all began. Join the opportunity to hear the insights on what inspired them to write it. Now, here is your host, Wayne G. Barber. Good morning, America. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Authors Hour on WNRI 99.9 FM. And we got a couple of guests today. We have a children's author to start off the show, Janet E. Smith, uh, Philip the Frog series of three books and a comic book. And also the second half of the show, Bar Giora Goldberg, and the name of the book is The Mind is Mightier, Reflections on the Historic Rise of Cognition and Complexity. And a fantastic book. Uh, we had to reschedule both of these authors from previous shows, and we finally got them hooked up for today's show. And let me see what else we got to do first here. We got to get our birthdays in and our public service announcements, and we can get this show right on the road. The birthday announcements are going to be brought to you by Book Lovers Gourmet, your local independent bookstore owned and operated by Debbie Horan since 1995. They're located at 72 East Main Street in Webster, Mass., 508-949-6232. And they're very receptive to local authors and poets and artists uh, to display your wares in her store. Flavored coffees and teas, homemade pastries by Phyllis Bakeries, and chocolates. Bath salts, soaps, candles, essential oils, and, of course... Books, books, and books. That's Book Lovers Gourmet at 508-949-6232. And also, as you know, I'm a member of the Association of Rhode Island Authors, and we've reinstituted our lively literati once a month at the Greenwich Hotel on Main Street in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And uh, we're going to have some sci-fi writers. Uh, two of them are coming up at our next Lively Literati, and then it's Open Mic. Association of Rhode Island Authors. Anyone can join the Association of Rhode Island Association of Authors. But you'll find okay, that so a published author right and an aspiring author with a complete okay. manuscript will benefit most from our membership. In addition, your membership fee helps support all Rhode Island's most talented writers. Benefits of being an ARA membership include networking with dozens of local published authors at our monthly meetings that are always held on the second Thursday of the month. Presentations from industry pros on a wide array of published topics, exclusive invitations to speak and conduct your presentations at libraries and other venues. Advance notice of any expos, festivals, and any other event where books are sold. A reduced table fee at the Rhode Island Authors Expo, a website link in IRA's members directory, and so much more. Check us out at www.riauthors.org. I did. Also, that lively literati is Chris Panacea 
and Christine Lajewski. And that will be on Wednesday, July 28th at 6.30, followed by open mic at the Greenwich Greenwich uh, Hotel, 162 East Greenwich, uh, Main Street, right there on Main Street, beautiful part of the state. And let me see if we get just one more, and I think we can go to the phones right now. Okay, on the line right now, we have Janet E. Smith and the series of children's books and a companion comic book is Philip the Frog and the Spooky Sweet. Good morning, Janet. How are you? Hi, Wayne. I'm good. Nice to finally talk to you. Okay. And uh, let me see, children's author, the very first question I've got to ask you, I was looking at the credits on the first couple of pages of all the different books that you uh, had dropped off, and I didn't see any notice of, uh, you're, you're doing the dual role, illustrating and the children's books, but uh, did you go through um, Amazon KDP on this for your source material? Yes. Yes. No, I am, I am the writer and the illustrator. The illustrations are my favorite. That's what actually I'm a better illustrator than writer. And the books are available on Amazon, and they are all comic books. Um, I started out with children's books, but comics are my love. So um, I'm writing them as comic books for children to encourage reading and to it a main theme of conquering their fears. So Philip is a imaginative frog that is always imagining the worst scenario, but he always figures it out in the end, and um, it helps kids with their fears, and they are comic books, like I said. Now, are you... Available on Amazon. Are you self-taught, or did you go to, like, a Rhode Island School of Design or something like that? Well, I started out at Rhode Island College, and my major was art, but I was very insecure in my youth, and it was very competitive, and I really thought that I couldn't be competitive. You know, you talk yourself out of things. So um, I went where I also love teaching, and I can use my art, and I don't regret that because I'm a teacher now, and I love it, and I could still use my art. But um, I went back realizing that it was my love, and... I really want to do it, so I went back and found out that it's just my favorite thing in the world, and I'm going to continue to pursue it in my older age. Okay. Uh, we have quite a few children's authors in the Association of Rhode Island Authors, um, maybe as high as 25 or 28 percent in that group, and they all have the same complaint, the cost of the full-color pages. How did you get around that to keep your books affordable? Um, it can be very expensive if you self-print your books, but on Amazon, if you um, if you measure it out and put it on an app and put it in a file form to load it onto KDP, it's not it's not a cost to you. They pay for the printing. Um, you have to self-promote. And you don't make a lot of money on Amazon. It's a start out. So understand that they take they take $4. So if you're making a $6 book, you're not really making any money. But you can get it done, and it's a start. You can promote and try to get yourself published by a publisher. Um, but it's no cost to you on Amazon. They do it for you. Okay, now say... 
uh, you're a young person doodling at home, especially now with computers and all the different programs available on YouTube and digital and everything that's available to the new world that we have now, would you still recommend uh, when you get out of high school to go to a Rhode Island School of Design? Or there's a thing here in Woonsocket at Market Square uh, River's Edge around there, they have a, a program for young artists. At, I think it was a division of Naval Works, and they're over in the school over in Fairmount now. Would that be something that you would uh, highly recommend? I would never discourage going to college. Well, nowadays, everybody's getting out with a major. That doesn't make any sense. But I would um, definitely go to the art school and... Make sure you have a backup plan. Make sure you have a double major because you go for it and you go for your art and you say, I will succeed. But it's really good to be well-rounded. And coming out of high school, you're very young. So you just get all of your knowledge the first few years of college and you become more diverse and you kind of figure yourself out. And you might not even want to pursue a field in art. You're so young. So I would say keep on pursuing your art, keep on drawing. But... Um, go to college and see where where you end up. See where I'm really religious. See where God takes you, because you just don't know what your future holds. You got to step out and try all the different kinds of fields. You just don't know where you'll end up. Life is an adventure. Try it all. Okay, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Authors Hour on WNRI, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, WNRI.com worldwide. And our very first email that came in at WayneWNRIYahoo.com is Buck, and he's from Acton, Massachusetts. And he wants to know, uh, have you had any luck submitting any of your comics to the few remaining newspapers that are left in print? Um, I have to tell you the truth. I, stopped, I I used to do that. When I was very young, I did write and try to get in, and I did get into the Federal Hill Gazette as a substitute for a little while for a political comic. Um, but I haven't. I'm so busy because I am a resource teacher in Providence. Um, right now I am focusing on promoting my book and trying to get published. And I that is actually a very good idea. I might try to get into a magazine or a local newspaper, but I haven't been giving it my all because I do get very busy at work, but um, I am going to pursue that. The more books I write, the more I'm going to try to get published. I'm just going to send them out. COVID kind of slowed me down a little bit. I couldn't read at libraries or anything, but uh, that is a great idea. I am going to do that. I got one here from Donna Actually, from uh, Vermont. And uh, she's over by Lake Dunmore in Vermont, too. I know that area well. And she wants to know, uh, how receptive are the bookstores uh, putting in your book when they have at their disposal such a huge uh, inventory of children's books available to them? Do you increase your percentage to them? Or do you have a, a buyback policy? Or 90 day will take them out. How do you uh, work that with the bookstores? Well, just when I started to go into the local bookstores, COVID happened. So I dropped a few off and I have to, because you really have to self-promote. You have to go and make an event and have the kids come and you have to read them. So I'm actually just starting that. 
they will allow you to leave it and they will contact you if it gets active. So I was allowed to leave a few books, but like I said, I haven't been able to self-promote and bookstores around here were just starting to open. So I, in maybe a month or so, I'll be better to talk to you to know, but since I dropped them off, it was COVID and they were all closed. So I hopefully will be able to promote them and get in there and see how it goes. My book is kind of unique too. It's a comic and it's silly. It's geared for kids. So I'm hopeful it'll take off. Okay. Now that would be the same scenario trying to get into the schools and the libraries. You're watching how the COVID progresses and then you'll be knocking on some doors to do that too. Yes, and I am a resource teacher in Providence, so I can go into the libraries and read, like I said. But since I started, it's been locked down and not acceptable to be in a crowd, so I am going to start that up, especially in September with the schools. Did you start right in? And Wayne, can I really... Go ahead. Can I just give my... Um, it's Free Comic Book Day on August 14th. It's at um, Wild Time Comics on Washington Street. I will be there with table giving away some comics, and there will be multiple other um, comic book authors giving comics away. Everyone will be in costume, superhero costume, even myself. So if um, there's any parents that want to come down on August 14th, it's all day from 11 a.m. to 6 at Wild Time Comics in Attleboro, Massachusetts. Um, There'll be free comics and other things to do for the kids there. Uh, also, for your own information, one of our primary sponsors of the show is Green Dragon Comics over in Chipatchet, Rhode Island. And she would be very receptive for you knocking on her door or giving her a call. Uh, check her out on Facebook and on the uh, regular website and stuff like that. She would be very receptive for an in-house uh, demonstration. In years past with her, it had always been free comic book was always like May 5th. You'll see the first weekend in May from the manufacturers because I, I promoted it the last three or four years with her before the COVID. So now you're saying they've changed it to the month of August? Yeah, August 14th. I'm not sure if they've all changed it, but this is Wild Time Comics. Okay. And that is Free Comic Book Day. I don't know if it's, well, yeah, it says celebrating for 20 years. So maybe they did just move it out a little bit. Yeah. So it's August 14th. Because that is quite a program, and Marvel and all the big companies have involved in that, and they've kept that tradition alive for years and years. Have you ever done uh, yes. Comic-Con or a big event like that? I am a big fan, but I have not. I am a, a very big fan. Okay, you should uh, seriously think of joining ARIA for the many opportunities for networking and being aware of all the different events going on in the New England area that are looking for the authors. You know, they contact us first right off the bat. And the spots go very, very quickly. Uh, I've got uh, one comment. Have you thought about coming up with, you've got your regular uh, children's book, you've got your comic book, and you said now basically they're all going to be comic books. Have you thought the possibility of a coloring book? I have not, but that is a wonderful idea. 
or even As I sit right by my comic for my next book it's just empty with no coloring that is a great idea either that or uh, one of these that you can change yourself because you're working with uh, Amazon and KDP adding on four or five blank uh, pages in the back of the book for that young person to express their creati- uh, creativity in the back of the book also that's a great idea, Wayne. Thank you. You know, it might just be another thing. I'm writing it down. You know, when uh, they have so many options. I, I know when you go into the bookstores, the section on children's is expanding. Uh, it's a niche market, and they're going with puzzles, games, and really, really competing to get that shelf space. And I think that's going to be the survival of the illustrators in the children's books going in the next five-year period to get really, really creative to you know earn your spot on the shelf space and get some sales going. Uh, are you yeah. a member of any uh, children's book associations or local uh, writing groups? I'm, I am not right now, no. Uh, there's another source that you could use is what cheer writing groups down in Providence. Uh, yeah, enormous potential for networking and, uh, you know, for your blog, for your podcast. Uh, matter of fact, this show will be available on podcast at anchor.fm, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes after the show. So what you're saying on it, it'll be on the podcast for eternity. And that really adds Great. a lot, too. It's amazing uh, when we get the reports at the end of the month from the analytics on how many hits two days later where people now are adapting to the podcast format. Uh, are you big into uh, Facebook or blogging? I am on Facebook, but I, I'm, not, I'm not a blogger yet. I'm trying to find time for everything and... My favorite is drawing, so I'm just trying to do this right now, just getting the comic books made and and uploaded to Amazon. Like I said, they're available on Amazon, um, and it's called, the series is The Spooky Adventures of Philip the Frog. Okay, I get it. And there is, um, the first one was, the first one was Spooky Socks, and the second one was Spooky Sweets, and then there's, there is, um... Spooky Spaghetti, and my last one is Spooky New Teacher for the kids that are afraid to go back to school. I get an email here, very interesting, from Newark, New Jersey, from Amanda. And uh, she is thinking right now of releasing and uh, getting up the fortitude to start in on children's books also. And she was all set to go with her frog stories and was overwhelmed when she did her search on Google on how many books are already out there on children's markets on frogs, why did you come up with uh, frogs? Well, the truth is that I love frogs. I have raised frogs my whole life, and I have a pond in my backyard, and I just adore frogs. And I don't know, I just... it. Honestly, it just pours out of me, and I just love Philip the Frog. So I, I really, the only thing I can say is I do have an obsession for real frogs. They're my favorite, and I love to raise them from tadpoles, and that's how that started. And Philip the Frog, I don't know. It just pours out of me. I can't stop drawing pictures of him and writing about him, so <laughs> I don't know why. 
Well, the advice I can give to the emailer that I have learned in this business over the years, especially with the show, is the successful authors, successful books are write what you know. Unless you're a sci-fi writer, a erotica or something like that. But uh, nature writers, children's writers, life experiences, write what you know and you'll have a higher uh, percentage rate of success. Do you agree to that? Yes. I agree fully, and I think that when you lose yourself in something that you're doing, something that you love, and you truly lose yourself where you look up at the clock and hours went by and you feel like you've been sitting there for 20 minutes, you know that that's your love, and if you work hard and you're good and you think positive you can totally be successful in it you just have to keep on going and you have to work hard and like i said think positively and if you need help have other illustrators or authors come in to help you and keep on brainstorming but it is that little spot where people can truly be successful in something they love when they find that they can just do it forever now also uh, I have a few of the uh, selections here, and I'm looking. You have Spooky, New Teacher, Spooky, Spaghetti, Spooky Adventures of Philip the Frog, Spooky Socks Comics, uh, all based on this Philip the Frog setup. How far do you think you're going to be able to go with this? Is it endless? Well, you know what? I really don't know, Wayne, because I have other ideas. I was going to start an anime but I'm still doing Philip. I just I'm finishing Philip Frog in the Spooky Storm. So when I run out of ideas, I guess I'll stop. But right now, um, I'm fairly new at it, so I feel like it's getting better and better. I was definitely too wordy with my first book. There were just a lot of words, too much for kids, and so now it's going. It's morphing more into a, a comic book, um, less words, more engaging for kids, so that they will pick it up and read it and just more geared to helping them with things like a, a new teacher where he imagines, you know, that the teacher is a clown creature because he's got a huge imagination, but then he realizes that he's being silly and he's learning how to control himself. So it's all things geared for kids, little ones, second, first grade, pre-K to third grade maybe, just to um, make them laugh, make them pick up the book and read and um, help them to deal with fears because we all have fears. I was petrified of everything and I loved horror movies but I I learned how to deal with fears in a healthy way. That's so an- good for all of that for kids. That answers the questions I got from Mary from New Britain, Connecticut. She wanted to know what age group the children's books were for and you just explained that eloquently. Uh, Philip the Frog and his Spooky Sweets and many other coloring books and comic books by author and illustrator Janet E. Smith, available Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and selected bookstores and, and any bookstore that would like to have her do a demonstration or a book signing like that, uh, please contact her on Facebook. And uh, she can uh, schedule up an appointment for you. Janet, I want to thank you very much for taking yes. the time. And Thank you so much, Wayne. Thanks for the wonderful ideas. And it's Janet Marandola Smith on um, on Facebook. Okay, and my grandkids are going to enjoy these books. Oh, thank you, Wayne. Have a wonderful day. Okay, take care. That concludes the first part of the show. 
And we got uh, a few more things in the computer. And let's see if we can get this one going. Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is waynewnri at yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout-out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny. Happy birthday today. Eric Brulot is 42 today. And authors... Uh, both right here from uh, Association of Rhode Island Authors. Author Martha Reynolds celebrates her birthday today. April Cox, happy birthday. And Thelma Loza, L-O-Z-A, turns 54 today. She says, Wayne, don't you dare put my age over the air. Okay, Thelma, I got the message. No problem at all. I'm a good listener. Uh, we're going to be down at Friends of Barrington Library uh, having a big sale. I'll be down there going through that inventory down at Barrington Public Library. We have the uh, Art Stroll uh, Block event. That's going to be on July 15th. Uh, that's also on Main Street in East Greenwich. And any author interested in participating, call or uh, contact Amy Moore. Amy at eastgreenwichchamber.com. There's still some slots open on that. And I know we have at least a handful of uh, authors from our group on that. Belu's Flowers right now has still got an outstanding assortment of perennials and annuals right now. Did you lose uh, some of your flowers or your plants with all this extensive rain over five inches? And you want to You still have time now in July to do a replant? Or do you have any other questions on your flower garden or your regular produce garden? You can get all the answers right there at Belu's Flowers with over 60 years of experience. Uh, growing, selling, there's nothing they haven't come across, especially with 60 years of weather conditions, you know, coping with that. Also, she's got a fantastic item over there called Bob X Smoking Pellets. You got to ask her about that or Ralph. And um, one of my favorites, it's hard to find, and I find it every year with JD. She's got a hanging flower over there. Not a 14-inch conventional round, 12-inch or a 10 that you can get anywhere. This one goes flat against a 6x6 or a flat wall for a breezeway or a garage. They are so beautiful, easy to water, and you'll be the highlight of your neighborhood. You can get that and so much more. And if you still got that stimulus check, you better think about some pellets. We're halfway through the year. They've got a good supply of those Canadian uh, wood pellets, too. Belu's Flowers, 401-766-3165. And transportation and limousine services provided by... CJ Trans of Fairbanks and Little General Stores. By God, there's one in your neighborhood. Open eight days a week. Money orders, gift cards, propane exchange. Got a steak on a grill and run out. Run down to Little General and get replaced. Cube steaks on sale through 718. Cube steaks or top round. And that'll be the recipe for a good day on Wednesday at $5.99 a pound. AuthorsHourBookstore.com New and slightly read books 
If you heard our author interview on our Authors Hour every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we will stock it. Call Wayne, WNRI at Yahoo.com for any locator service or a closeout book. Again, it's the new AuthorsHourBookstore.com. Our second half of the show is going to be The Mind is Mightier and tentatively scheduled. We have the author Ba Giara Goldberg, and uh, he's scheduled to be calling at about 935. I believe that calls California home. But right now it's Tuesday, so that means Cereal's Pizzerama is open now with extended hours. As the virus is being lifted and the restaurants get more and more uh, hours, they're open at 7 o'clock in the morning now with the best breakfast in Northern Rhode Island. And the Jeff Gamache special, Tuesday, a rainy beach blanket pizza special, 15 slices, rectangle shape, only $7. Jimmy and Teresa also have put out a headhunter warning for me, Wayne. Business is really picking up. If you're an experienced server, please apply in person, not by phone call. They like to hire the people, shake their hand and look them in the eye when they do the interview. At Cereal's Pizza Rama and Restaurant for over 52 years at that Bridgeton Triangle. Uh, 401-568-7187. You'll get a piping hot delivery or an ice cold Italian grinder delivered right to your door. And uh, also Sunday dinner for two for $19.99. Your choice of six to ten entrees. And don't forget about Cereal's Pizza Rama and Restaurant. Fantastic reputation on catering. You know, last year we had a big party, uh, one of the people in the backyard at our place, and Jimmy come up with a big, big tray of shells and sauce with that John Orlando Italian sauce. Excellent. Another time I called him up, Jim, and I says, you know, I want to compliment a nice cold spread I'm putting out. I had some nice sushi and tuna and stuff like that. I says, how about bringing up a nice ice cold tour salad? The people were raving about it, feta cheese in it, uh, black olives, you name it. They can do anything you want on catering. They have a van set up for it and all the sternos and all that stuff. Cereal's Pizza Rama and Restaurant, a full-service restaurant for takeout, dine-in, or delivery. 401-568-7187. Green Dragon Comics, we already talked about that with one of our uh, uh, first interviewers of the day. And uh, also, the last couple of events I've been to on my uh, nature walks and my hikes, uh, i got to go up to Rhododendron State Park later in the week to do a photo op up there for Yankee Magazine. The uh, Rhododendron should, should be in full bloom uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this weekend. I've been trying to time it for the last three years. But all of these events, I always run into people that get locked out of their cars, the keys in a key fob, or the dome light was on, they need a, a jump start to get them going. Now, who are they going to call? Are they going to call Ghostbusters? No. They should be calling and download this into your Android or your phone right now, please. Larry's 24-hour towing. 24-7. 401 
568-6286. That same phone number, you can schedule a Rhode Island Vehicle State Inspection or Boroughville Motor Sales, which is now used auto and truck sales from a soccer mom van to a high-performance vehicle to Junior's very first car. Get over 30 miles a gallon. Maybe you'll get a little bit more board money. 401-568-6286. Peter, Jerry, John, Brian, all ASE certified for your air conditioning work right now. We got another heat wave starting later in the week. Our third or fourth one already in 2021. And we're only in July. And also, expert body work and insurance estimates. All under one roof. 401 568-6286. The name of the book is The Mind is Mightier, Reflections on the Historic Rise of Cognition and Complexity by Bar Giora Goldberg. is an American-Israeli scholar and entrepreneur. He received his BSc and MSc from Technion Hafia, both in electrical engineering and communication theory. He co-founded two United States venture-funded technology companies in communications and imaging and published more than 25 U.S. patents. Goldberg is also a member of an engineering team that developed the pioneering PillCam, the swallowable gastronomical testicle uh, capsule that transmits images of the technical book, uh, images of the digestive tract from the inside. And all of this was published in the technical book with McGraw-Hill Company back in '95. Digital Techniques and Digital Synthesis. Consequently, he had a teaching career, tech seminars, mostly in the United States and Europe. His lifelong interests are also in the area of history, music, and architect. Goldberg resides in beautiful San Diego, California. Good morning, Bar. How are you? Very good. Thank you for having me on my on your program. Um, it is a beautiful day in San Diego, and, and you're right. I mean, so far, middle of July, we are enjoying very good weather here, unusual. Now, the fire situation in California in the western part of the country, is that having a direct effect on your area in San Diego? Of course it does. We are all scared. We know it's just a matter of time, but so far so good. And uh, look, we're trying to do the best we can. But, but you know, the, we had no winter this this year to talk about. We probably got something like four or five inches. It seems to be a pattern. It's an annual fire season, but now it's getting sooner and sooner. Is that correct? Well, it looks like the whole year is now fire season, exactly. Okay, what are the uh, government officials, uh, you know, doing, you know, long-range five-year planning, long-career planning on those fires? Have you been staying on top of that? 
Well, I think that uh, there are a few issues that, uh, that we should worry about. The first issue in California is, of course, water. Uh, people know that California is a tech state, but California is a, is a, a huge agro state, and, uh, and we have no water. And, uh, you know, with a desert here, the southern part of California is basically desert. And uh, I have no idea why the governor and the state uh, government is not investing very quickly into a bunch of desalination projects that will release this issue. You know, in Israel, which is all a desert, the water problem has been resolved. If Israel can solve it, you know, this tiny place, why can't we do that? So water is a big issue. Um, in terms of, of uh, prevention, you know, there's a lot of work in clearing uh, the areas that are dry, but there's only so much you can do. You know, it's a big state. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of uh, firefighting and I guess a lot of praying. Uh, the desalination plants, there's one in California now. I did a feature story on it three years ago. I had come back from Bermuda, right. and they're all set down there with their plants all in place. And then that collection system they have of collecting all the water on the roofs, it seems to work in that part of the country, too, because they have no drinkable water to say at Bermuda, and they seem to be doing just fine. The technology is there. And the first thing I think California has to do on the water for all that uh, Green Valley and stuff like that is get away from the almond business. You know, 1,200 gallons per almond tree is a little crazy in my mind. Yeah, you're right. First of all, we have now one desalination uh, facility here in Carlsbad, not far. It's yeah. about... Uh, maybe 30, 40 miles away from where I'm sitting currently. But, but, but that's not enough. And um, I'm not even going to tell you what are the water bills here. Uh, if you just hear the water bills, you will understand why people are living in this state. But, but, uh, but, you know, we recently announced that the state developed a huge uh, surplus, right? I mean, $75 billion uh, in spite of the fact that we have a huge debt, of course. Uh, and I was surprised that the governor actually is going to distribute some of the money, but I guess it's an election year because he was kind of recalled and, and there's politics in it. And I understand what he's doing. But with all this money, we should start to do very quickly a dozen desalination uh, projects because it takes forever. In California, you know, with all the regulations that we have, yeah. uh, <laughs> It doesn't take a year to build it. People are surprised, you know, how come the China can do everything in no time and we take 10 years? Well, it's because, of, you know, we do as quickly as they do. But the, the problem is here that we have so much regulation. You know, some of it for good reasons, because, you know, we, we need to make sure that everything is done right. But a project like that can take 5, 6, 10 years. If you start now, uh, maybe we'll, we'll have it in 2030 uh, and i don't know really uh, time has come to write to the so one thing we all take for granted too we all take for granted water hey bar is this your first book 
Actually, uh, in certain ways it is, and in certain ways it's not. I published, as you mentioned in the introduction, I published about 25 years ago a technical book with Megro Hill. Okay. Um, and and to tell the truth, you know, when I uh, this book took this this book that we're talking about took a long time to write because it's kind of a you know how long did you take to write the book? It took actually my whole life. Um, uh, and by the time I was ready to publish, I realized that the publishing world is a completely different universe than what it was 25 years ago. So yeah, it was a technical book. Uh, so in certain ways, I can say that this this is kind of more of a history book. Is my first yes. My big and question. And I want to be more because you know once you once you do such a project, it is such a joy. It's such a it's something that I, I really would like to recommend to anybody who is ready to take on such. You know, it's it's, it's a lot of work, obviously. But it's such an adventure, writing a book, of, especially of that kind, which is, which is really a book about thinking and civilization and history. Uh, and I, probably the best way to describe it was done haphazardly by, by an Amazon uh, executive not long ago that it said the dividing line between the real and the cognitive is disappearing. So, because everything is becoming mental. Uh, and maybe the real message of my book is the importance of education. Um, because, boy, the world is going into totally cognitive and a very complex uh, state. Uh, and of course, you know, there's going to be UBI and the government is going to, I don't think there's going to be anybody who is going to suffer much want. But on the other hand, anybody who really wants a career and wants to that they are doing something in life should get an education, right? If you are born Oscar Wilde, you don't need school. But most of us are not. And we need the background and, you know, and whatever it is that you like because there are so many opportunities today. Now, you touch on so many different subject matters in this book, chapter by chapter. It, it's amazing. And the first thing as an author, and in my experience, how big was the edit for this book? Was the original book twice this size? Well, the, the thing is that um, writing is very easy. Uh, all the work is in the editing. So, uh, yes, I would say that uh, even though this is quite a big book, about 120,000 words, um, it probably it was probably edited a hundred times, and that is what takes all the time, and that's what gives you an opportunity to make corrections, to make additions. Uh, even today, which is only like what six months after publication, I already would have made changes. But uh, yes, the editing is a lot of work. I, there was not that much help from. Uh, from the publisher. It was really mostly done here. Is the vast array of social media helping or hurting us? Well, as a society, I think that it's mostly hurting us. But specifically for, for the book, it definitely helps because that's how you... Right, if you are not a well-known person 
you're not connected somehow to politics or to the publishing world, how do you make yourself known? Right? I mean, that's the main challenge, especially for myself. Uh, after all this work, I realized that I'm just in the beginning because nobody knows that it exists. How do you place such a work in front of the readership of the United States, actually the English language? Is, is a big challenge. So in this, in this uh, respect, it helps. But overall, uh, I think we all know that there is so much, especially political, but also social damage coming from social media. You know, as I read this book here, in for layman terms, uh, I was looking at the reviews on Amazon and a couple of other uh, people that have read the book and sent their comments in. And one of them I, I copied and I put down here. And it really struck me, too, because it's a question that I would have asked. Uh, what are the common historical misconceptions that become easier to understand using your methods? Well, so, so as I said, uh, as I said before, it really is a history book, but rather than <clears throat> the, the classical history, which is mostly chronicle, so, you know, kings and queens and battles and court and intrigue, which, you know, we all love, of course. This is, I would say, a more modern way of writing history, which is mostly about ideas and the historical process. So... As you mentioned, the book is very, very broadband because I needed to demonstrate that there is a relentless process of rising both, you know, mental and complexity. <clears throat> and I had to go through, and I tried, you know, I tried to go through very many areas, so music and art and, uh, <clears throat> and economy, right? I mean, there is significant... Uh, part both about the evolution of the economy which remember only not that long ago we were bartering which which is you know, very 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 limited until the invention of money which is probably one of the greatest inventions uh, in all of history uh, and a fantastic tool to develop an economy and, uh, and I think you know many money in certain ways is very simple but on the other hand, very, 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 very complicated. And I have to, I have to admit that I'm still uh, reading books about money and, uh, and what it means exactly, because uh, it is a very complicated uh, concept. And eventually, the, the management of money in the economy, which you know, most of us don't see, uh, is very, very complex, uh, especially now, you know, we have the introduction of a new type of monetary instrument into the market, uh, right? I mean, crypto, uh, which for sure is going to happen. Um, and people maybe are scared because the process is complicated, but you know what? We Most of us don't know the process of managing the economy economy and the money it is the way it is now it's all in the background and so who cares what is the the crypto itself right i mean we don't need to know that what we need to know is that it is safe it's backed by the government etc right because money eventually 
is a unit of value, but also a unit of trust. It's probably the most important thing in money is the trust. And if we lose the trust in the currency... <coughs> now, Bob, on page 117, you touch on uh, world order and diplomacy. Now, I'm thinking back right now, uh, uh, Haiti just overthrew their government, assassinated the president down there, and the prime minister is running that. And the last few days, Cuba has been a real, real hotbed. And uh, I don't know how the U.S. is going to get involved in this, but I got a funny feeling uh, we are about to getting into both of those. Now, also, PBS just had a fantastic rated show called The Crown and on Netflix and stuff like that. And I believe that I educated myself on that. And there's only seven hierarchies left in the world. Do you see them going all the way? Well, um, you, you know, I fear to make any predictions in politics. But, but what I try to do in, in the book is really uh, to try to see how the political system evolved. Remember, not that long ago, it was all despotism and, or kingdom with that were run by, by kings and nobles, and, you know, all of us were, were nothing. Uh, but the political system also evolved very nicely, right? I mean, the Westphalian system in the 17th century started to recognize states and, uh, you know, into borders until today. Today, of course, you know, maybe 25 years ago, we had a feeling after the collapse of the Russian Empire that we are all descending into democracies and free market economies, and now we are suddenly doubting if there were big issues in Russia, in China. Even we had certain issues here uh, with the uh, Trump presidency. So, um, look, Haiti is obviously a shock, but uh, what can you say? The name of the book is The Mind is Mightier by Bar Giora Goldberg, available on Amazon and all your regular book outlets around the country. It is a fantastic, interesting book that covers so many different subject matters worldwide, economically, politically, values. It's a very, very interesting book. I will say that, and I want to thank you for getting this book out there. Let me just put a word. Go ahead. One word, themindismightier.com is a very nice presentation of the book. It's very short. Very, very good. Are you working on another book now? I'm working on another one, yes. That is never going to stop now. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It, it's fantastic. Get me a copy of it, and we'll get you right back on the air. If you people give me an address, then we'll do that. Thank you very much, Ma. Thank you. Be well. Bye-bye. Interesting book, to say the least. Um, that was from the West Coast, and I'm going through here. And looking for a couple of other things that I have in the computer. And there it is. I can get that one in place. 
Okay, we're multitasking here with three screens. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit, too, about uh, Northeast Race Cars and Speed. You can see their 53-foot trailer Saturday night, or Friday night, over at Stafford Speedway, right in the pit area. And then on Saturday night at New London, Waterford, and Monadnack Speedway. And also, they own the same operation in Harrisville, Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair, for the best brake job in northern Rhode Island. Uh, they're open right now. Herbie's doing the boy. He's banging that cars out in the first, second bay there. 401 710 9992. Race car parts supplier and custom fabrication and all of your repairs. Their motto is get it repaired correct the first time at affordable price. At Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair and Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Also, Shane uh, sent me an email the other day. They got all the back orders in on Bassett Racing Wheels. For your late models and your act cars, they've got them in stock right now. And new arrivals every day. <clears throat> Excuse me, not just uh, speed parts. Uh, you know, you got your classic cars and your pickups that you put in your car shows and stuff. And uh, chrome valve covers, uh, special wheel covers and waxes and stuff like that. They've got all of that too. At Northeast Race Cars and Speed and Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair. If you're calling from Florida or um, up in Maine at Wiscasset Speedway. Try 1-800-766-4748, and they will uh, send it out, FedEx, UPS, or mail by 11 o'clock daily. The Parts Experts and Repair Center at Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair and Northeast Race Cars, 401-710-9992. Same phone number, different location, American Beauty Sign Works. What a great addition it is, putting on service bays. They can work 365 days a year. We're talking to Oscar Hancock, that Vietnam veteran, a member of 818 right here in Woonsocket. Uh, the new location now is over at St. Paul Street at 706, and that is right across from the North Smithfield Fire Department, right behind Little General, and right on the right-hand side of the iconic Powell Motors. Now you've got your barons all set where it is. And why the big move from the quiet city to the prosperous Northmanville? Because of the service bays. You can get a truck in there, a camper, boats. They can do all the graphics and stuff right in-house. And now we got office space for the greatest uh, designer around Desiree with three E's. Got her own cubicle now. American Beauty Sign Works, an essential coronavirus small business. I give you that phone number again. 401-767-2922. Same workforce, just a better location to serve you. I'd like to thank our guest today, Janet E. Smith, Philip the Frog series, and a great illustrator. The graphics in this are unbelievable. And the second one, a very interesting book, The Mind is Mightier by Mr. Goldberg. Uh, it can be available, too, on Anchor.fm podcast after the show. We'll be back on the air Sunday morning with the outdoor scene. Remember, tomorrow, have the best day of your life. Thank you to our fine sponsors, guests, and emailers at waynewnri.yahoo.com and for tuning in to the Author's Hour. Remember to shop locally.